Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. And turn to Luke chapter 8, and got down to verse 40 last time, message today titled, Got Issues. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 8 is where we're going to be. If you don't have a Bible in hand, grab one from the chair in front of you. should be one somewhere hanging down there. Has anybody got issues? (laughs) Just just me and one other guy. (laughs) Somebody raised their hand really small. (laughs) That's awesome. No, years ago, my wife and I took in a teenager. I mean, if you want issues, that's all you have to do. We took in a teenager, and it was fun times, but somehow we believed that taking in a teen was going to help us when when our kids grew up to teenage years. Yeah, it didn't work out so good. I didn't learn no, nothing, but, but it was fun. And, and I remember something that Mary used to say all the time. And like, like if you sneezed or if you were crying during a movie or you were sick somehow, she would say, need a tissue for your issue? And so that, and, and I was sick last week, and so all this rolling around in my head, and that's, that's what we get. The Kleenex box got issues. And if only Puffs Plus, just a box of Puffs Plus, a puffs plus that's that's a tongue twister puffs plus could solve all that ails us what a what a world we would live in but that's not really the case so where do we go when we run out of resources what, what's our what's our first stop when when things go sideways in our lives well we're going to see a couple in our text a couple people in our text that are going to find that they've exhausted everything and they're at the very last possible thing and, and what they, what do they do they run to Jesus. And, and I, I love that. If you'll stand with me, if you're able, we find ourselves in Luke chapter 8, verse 40. And Luke, by the Holy Spirit, records, So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman, having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood was stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out of me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him, in the presence of all the people, the reason she had touched him and how she is, was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And while he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, 
your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid, only believe and she will be made well. And when he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, do not weep, she is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead, but he put them all outside, took her by the hand, and called, saying, little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she rose immediately. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. And Father, we come before you this morning, just laying this text out before you and and praying truly that your spirit would make application in our hearts today. Lord, so desperate we are for a, a, a word from you, from a touch from you, Lord, that you would reach us, Lord, where we're at. And I don't know what's going on in each person's life, Lord, but I know that this is a desperate world that we live in. And certainly this is a time where our ears are open to hear what you want to say to us. Lord, let them be open. Lord, truly, that we would hear what it is that you have to say. And that we would, that we would not just hear it, but that we would observe, that we would consider it, that we would keep it, that we would practice those things that you've speaking to, spoken to us, Lord. So speak, Lord, we ask. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So last time Jesus leaves the multitude of people behind to go to the other side to just minister to one man. And now we see the same pattern. Jesus has two more appointments, as we just read, on the other side. So he leaves that one man in the Gadareans and comes back. And the disciples are just kind of taken at whim wherever Jesus goes. He's like, we're going to go over here. Okay, now we're going back. And, and you know, you just kind of wonder, what, what the disciples looking at this, they're like, why, why don't we just stay here? If you knew this was going to happen, why don't we just stay here and deal with all the problems on this side and then go over there and deal with the, the guy on that side? Then maybe we could have had a vacation or something. I don't know. But Jesus just seems to go from place to place, and they're just kind of along for the ride. And I was thinking about this, and this is the way that it works within the kingdom of God. You know, God raises up people through discipleship of other people, and those people become leaders within the church, and then they disciple other people. And, you know, certainly that's where Lyle has been all these years, just kind of walking alongside Jeremiah and I, assisting us in the things that he's, he's learning to do. And as we see that he's getting it, and he's, he's able to actually do it on his own, we recognize that and we say, okay, you know, we see that God's called you in this direction. Very similar to, to Corbin, who's our her fundraiser for our school, young guy, neat guy, but he's, he, he's also interning with us. And so he, he comes in, we, we go through a lot of things. And the other day, something happened, you know, and this is a comp, well, okay, I'm not going to say common. It's, a, it's an occasional thing that happens as a pastor that you get a, a phone call or somebody says, hey, look at this picture and look what's going on here. And, and some sort of demonic thing is happening in somebody's house, you know, ghosts or whatever. And the, the pastors are called to come and ghost bust. You didn't realize that I was a ghostbuster, but that's one of my jobs. I had no idea when I became a uh, pastor that that was going to be a, a part of my ministry. But people call up and say, I got demons in my house. We just moved into this place. Can you help? Sure. You know, and so we just, we just go over there. And, you know, first I just talk to them about what's going on and, you know, what, what they might have in the house that might be attracting that or what happened in the house or what they're involved in that might be attracting that. And then we pray. And every time we've ever done that, it works. 
You know, the, the demons leave and there's peace. Peace ensues. It's just an awesome kind of thing. Well, this, this woman, <laughs> her neighbor took a picture of her front door and outside her front door, there's this being standing there. And, and they say, it looks kind of like a woman, but not sure. And they're like, she's there every night around three o'clock in the morning. And she never knocks. She never does anything. She just stands there weirdly. And so I was, okay, well, let's go over and pray. Well, Corbin hears about this. He's like, is that part of the job? Are you serious? Can I come? I went to lunch and he's like texting me. You're not there without me, are you? You know, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, it's just kind of funny. But that's the, the way that it goes. You know, when you're, you're doing things as a pastor in a minister position, you have guys who are coming alongside of you observing the things that you're doing. And so that's, that's kind of what these guys were doing. They're just along for the ride and everything Every single thing that they learn as they observe Jesus and they follow him, they're going to be able to take those things and put them into practice in their own ministry. In fact, Peter would say that he was our example, that we would follow in his steps. And we're going to see that in a little bit as we get into this message. But when it comes to being led by the Spirit, Jesus has a purpose for everything and his timing is always perfect. So he gets in the boat, says, we've got to go to the other side. The storm seems to delay them, but not really. They're able to get to the guy, and he's in need, and, and they're able to cast out the demons, and, and, you know, and then they, the people don't want him, so he just goes back to the other side. Verse 40, it says, So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. So <laughs> Luke tells us that Jesus comes back to the other side. Remember before, the, the crowds were thronging him, the crowds were in danger of crushing him. We know from the other gospels that he got into a boat to preach to the group because he was going to be crushed. And that's when he tells his disciples, let's go to the other side. Well, now he gets back and the crowds are still, they've been waiting for him the whole time. Now it's only been a day, you know, or the evening and now he's back in the morning again. And so, but all the crowds are there waiting for him and, and, and they're desperate for Jesus. They want more of Jesus. And he gets there just in time for some very desperate people. One thing I find interesting is that you can get the feeling of desperation and urgency from everyone except for Jesus. It's, it's crazy because Jesus is just always kind of chill in these situations. He's not freaking out, right? And we're going to see that as we get into this. Verse 41, it says, Behold, there was a man, there, or excuse me, behold, there came a man named Jairus. It's probably Jairus is probably his name, but I'm not, I call him Jairus, sorry. And he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age and she was dying but he went but as he went the multitudes thronged him thanks again for listening to abide in truth with pastor mike hughes if you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756 be sure to mention today's date you can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.